Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And uh, we are uh, Pardon the Intermission. We're on social media. You can check yep. us out there at uh, X. Let's see if I get this. Let's see if I get this right this time. Okay. X at yeah. PTI mm-hmm. underscore podcast. Did I get it right? Yes. Ding ding ding. All what right. We got to the winner, okay. Johnny. <laughs> and Absolutely then, nothing. And, <laughs> and then we're also on Facebook at at Pardon the Intermission. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Um, Oh yeah, I don't know. Do we have to do that every time? People know we talk about entertainment stuff, right? Do we have to tell them all the yeah. time? What do you think? No, we don't have to tell them all the time about what we talk about because you're right. We've done almost a hundred episodes, and they should know by now that we talk about movies, TV, pop culture, and a little bit of everything in between. You know what? You're right. We have done that. Was nicely thrown in there, by the way. Um, Thanks. We have done. Uh, we miss. We just blew right through our hundredth episode. Can you believe that? That was that was like two up, two three wow. episodes ago. Man, we got to do a special. We'll have to do a special hundred and something episode because we, we we do. didn't even Let's... realize we've been doing so much entertainment news, man. We've been so busy working. We just we didn't even right. celebrate it. We got to celebrate we do, it. We did. We need to do like a special one hundred and seventh episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, eighth episode. I does, don't know. Does that mean we have to wait till our hundred and fiftieth or something? Hundred and twenty five. You know to. Uh, well, 125 is half 150. So yeah, I'm willing to to cut that in half. Let's wait till 125. We can do that. <laughs> there you go. And, and, uh, <laughs> so, Hey man, uh, happy hundredth episode. How about that? I'll just wish you a happy episode. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you believe a hundred episodes already? I can't honestly, it's gone by so fast. And a lot of that has to be due to the fact that we talk about a lot of great content and newsworthy stories on this program all the time. But I mean, it's just, just, yeah, it's just, Zits by so fast, and obviously we have all of you out there who are listening to us to thank for that as well. Because yes. uh, if it was, wasn't for you guys downloading the show, telling your friends and family, your pets, your pastors, your priests, your monks, your nuns about us, um, <laughs> then we wouldn't have a show at all. So yeah, we thank you guys as much as well. Glad to have you tune in, and don't forget to give us those five stars. By the way, there you go. Yeah, if you can review the show, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We really do appreciate the audience. We, we probably do. don't say it we enough, do. and and thank you for saying that, Jason. But we we really do appreciate everyone out there listening. Absolutely. To us. Um, hey, we've got, unfortunately, we got to start the show off, this one off, with a little bit of sad news. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Why don't you tell us yeah. about this one, Jason? Yes, okay. So a long, well-known, established actor passed away today at the age of 82. I'm talking about Ryan O'Neill. Uh, oh. for those of, yeah, for those of you who are in our parents' generation, who are baby boomers, you probably know Ryan O'Neill as the star of movies such as Love Story, What's Up, Doc?, uh, he was in Paper Moon and in one of the most forgettable movies I can ever think of, Barry Lyndon, which was directed by Stanley Kubrick. I only saw it once and once is enough. Really? So, I, I hear it was great. Yeah. I hear like it was it was like beautifully shot and everything. It's just a little bit too long. It, it was really that bad. I thought it was long. I thought it was very um yeah, very long. It was very uh very sluggish. It was very just not a typical Stanley Kubrick film that I'm accustomed to. Not yeah. like movies like Full Metal Jacket and uh, and The uh, Shining, and The Shining, right? Which is a yeah. great film. But yeah, so Ryan O'Neill today, uh, long established career in Hollywood, passed away at the age of 82. 
had that incredible run in the 70s there with some of those films that I mentioned. Uh, he had an Oscar-nominated role as the Harvard preppy Oliver in that uh, romantic tearjerker we all love called Love Story. Yeah. And um, it looks like here his son Patrick O'Neill, who is a sportscaster with Bally Sports West in L.A., reported on Instagram that his dad did, in fact, die today at the age of 82. Apparently, Eric, he had been diagnosed with chronic leukemia in mm. 2001, and he also uh, battled prostate cancer in wow. 2012. Jeez, yeah, so, man. so this this poor guy went through the ringer here, but uh, I thought it would be worthy to, to at least uh, pay tribute to him because even though he wasn't a big, 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 big star per se, he was still a very well-known actor in the industry. And um, I mean, even though he didn't work throughout the later years of his life because of his health, he was still um, a fairly pivotal um, performer in Hollywood in that very important transitional decade of the 70s where so many socially and culturally important films came out of that decade yeah mm -hmm. uh, i'm look I'm, yeah i mean it it's amazing well you know what's kind of interesting is that yeah he didn't even before i think his health issues we really hadn't seen him like in the i don't remember too much of him in like the 80s 90s and in the 90s for sure um he yeah, just seemed to kind of just disappear it said here i was yeah. looking at this yeah love story is also uh the opposite uh was ali mcgraw uh, that, right and uh that played mm -hmm. the uh the love interest um it said here yep. love story was made for less than two million and it grossed 106 million at the box office wow that's pretty good that is crazy yeah yeah that is very crazy yeah and then um yeah and then also going down here as well looking at some of his later credits uh he was also in um Let's see, he was also in... Oh, actually, I'm sorry, not later credits. Uh, when I take a look here and I scroll down at the story here, uh, he had also had some relationships here with uh, Joanna Moore. Oh, I did not even... Oh, I forgot about this, Eric. I forgot that he was involved in a fling with Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was kind of... Uh, um, actually, there's a lot of movies here that uh, that I that really don't... I guess they didn't make the big uh, a box office splash in the 80s because there's right. a lot listed i mean there's one in 81 so fine partners in 82 uh yeah irreconcilable uh reconcilable differences that sounds familiar 84 um yeah. anyway so there's a lot of movies in the in, in some of the 80s that he was in but yeah and looks like the only thing uh in zero effect starring uh is that uh sybil shepherd in 1998, yeah, that was about the only one there. Yeah, I mean, he did a few things here and there. Nothing really of, of huge note, though. Like in the in the, that I remember in the 90s for sure. Like I said, maybe back in the right. 80s. Um, yeah, he was kind of a um, a playboy, though. Yeah, he was uh, having fun there in Hollywood. I think <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, to say that he got around a little bit would be an understatement. That would yeah. be like saying there are no traffic jams on the 405 freeway at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i uh um you know it's just it's one of those things where it's like kind of the icons though that we knew kind of growing up just the hollywood icons you know they all seem to be uh, i think norman lear just passed too right oh uh, he did i forgot about that the yeah producer. he lived until 101 he actually passed away yesterday as a matter of fact yeah yeah there's just these icons uh are are mm -hmm. uh, you know kind of leaving us and it's and so for us i think we kind of see you know our generation is seeing this shift now you know yeah uh yeah which, yeah most definitely you know it's it's just the way life goes but uh but yeah you do so yeah so ryan o'neill uh yeah unfortunately you know 82 i mean it's still pretty good though pretty long right yeah, I mean he uh well he out he outlived Ozzy Osbourne. Go figure that. Not not as good as uh yeah, uh not as good as uh uh, uh 
Uh, Norman Lear, though, that hundred, that's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, that is. I want to know what that guy was eating. That's for sure. I want to know what he's doing. Probably a lot of green beans and salad. I would imagine. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, well, um, moving on here, let's get to. Uh, you know, this is kind of an interesting story here. Uh, Disneyland. Now you were just down there. Yeah. And I want to know what's going on with Disneyland because uh, the story we have here is from the East Bay Times. Disneyland shuts yeah. down 35 rides after nearby earthquake shook things up. So I guess there was a 3.5 magnitude earthquake in Fullerton. And yeah. uh, basically it forced uh, the employees uh, or the cast members to evacuate some of the rides, you know, which I'm sure is just probably their protocol. But what yep. is going on at Disneyland? First, you know, first you guys had lampposts falling. Now, you know, right. now earthquakes. What is happening? Bob Iger's still there. What is going on? I'll tell you what's happening, Eric. Armageddon. It is real. <laughs> and it is happening. And it is happening at Disneyland, for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think, yeah, I think it's the uh, the ghost of Walt's coming back. He's not happy. He's hey, not you happy. You know what? Yeah, it makes me wonder what Walt would have thought about his vast empire if he were alive today. Oh but, um, man! But yeah, the the city that this that this earthquake was located in in Fullerton is literally right next door to Anaheim, where Disneyland is located. And so the the story here says that they shut down 35 rides after that earthquake for safety reasons. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, Eric, 35 rides, isn't that the total number of rides slash attractions at Disneyland? So in essence, they didn't didn't they have to shut down the whole park altogether? <laughs> well, I, I think is that is that 35 uh, rides uh, at Disneyland and uh, California Adventure combined? Um, it says here everything was closed at California Adventure except for the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, Mickey's Philhar Magic, and holiday versions of Luigi's Joy to the Whirl and Master's Jingle Jamboree. Okay, <laughs> so it pretty much sounds like California Adventure yeah. was the whole thing. Uh, yeah, pretty much the, well. <laughs> the whole thing was shut down. Yeah, well, you know, so right. but you know, it did happen later. Now it said the earthquake here happened at like eight oh nine p.m. So it did happen right. later in the day. So it, you know, pretty right. much uh, California Adventure closes at ten, and then yeah. uh, Disneyland I think is still at midnight right now. Um, so, sure. you know, it, it was close to closing at least. So that, that's, that's at least the, the, the bright spot in all this, I guess. Yep. But I got to tell you though, Eric, this could possibly portend greater problems for Disney down the road. Just saying. Oh, I, I know. I know. Superstition, but in this case, it's hard to <laughs> Well, can you imagine all the, uh, uh, the extra ride tickets they'd have to give out? You know, it's like, oh, you know, we I closed be surprised it. If, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Genie Plus like crashed within an hour. <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh well, i don't even think yeah and that's the thing too i don't even think they're able to reopen pretty much they probably just close for the rest of the night right so it, it yeah because they have what they have to do is once they close the ride they have to have the uh the cast members have to go and maintenance crew you know cast members have to go walk through the rides and and right, so it'd be right. 35 of them walk walk through each one to make sure they're safe you know check for any safety issues and then, and then they can restart it, and then you have the whole time that you're restarting. You have to run the ride before you actually put people on it. So, yeah, I'm sure they right. just closed down for the night. But, but yeah, the next day, I'm sure you're right. The Genie Genie Plus was probably just just broke. <laughs> was, yep. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't there to. Well, experience you know, man, it. you missed it. Yeah. Well, you got I to. Did. You got to have the, the lamp uh, the lamp on Main Street fall. At least you got to you know be there for that. Well, I didn't actually witness it 
fall, Eric, but I saw where it fell when we walked in. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't cool that three people were injured. No, but, no, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We hope still, we hope I those mean, people are okay. We hope everything worked out, you know, to where yeah, it wasn't you said one one had to be taken, I think, to the hospital, correct? But um yeah, one was seriously injured. The other two I think had some minor scrapes and bruises or something. I don't remember exactly, but um yeah, aside from that one person that had to get taken to the hospital, I think everyone else was okay who well, got who you know, was near I, that lamppost. Th- this is going to set a new trend here if this keeps happening. People are going to go to Disneyland not to see Mickey Mouse. They're going to go just to see what goes wrong. <laughs> They're going to be, right? I'll, I'll pay the money just to see what happens. So, yeah. Interesting. So, at least nobody got you know hurt uh, from the article. <laughs> I don't think they said you know everybody was okay. So that's a good thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the most important thing. So, And obviously, Disney did what they had to do. They adhered to the... Uh, all the safety specifications and rules not only put in by the theme park, but I'm sure the city of Anaheim has them coded up the wazoo as far as how to handle natural disasters and stuff like that. So kudos to their uh, cast members for doing what they had to do to keep everybody safe and keep everything maintained as well. Yeah. Um, Hey, uh, next we got, uh, we got an interesting story here. Um, Netflix uh, once again is in the news causing controversy as usual. Um, did this may be a little overblown though now um, getting into the story here so netflix has a movie which i've watched you said you haven't seen it yet though but i've watched it's called uh, family switch and it's kind of a a new christmas movie that netflix is putting out and the premise is kind of it's kind of the same (laughs) as all these other movies something happened you know they're in a special place something happens this family's not getting along something happens to them the kids yeah. become the parents, get in the parents' bodies, and the bodies, you know, flip into the kids' bodies, and then, you know, and then, then they're all trying to live each other's lives and not screw them up too much, right? And it's always, and it's always right. the same thing, you know. Like Jennifer Garner plays this big. I think she's a big ad marketing person, and she's trying to get a position, you know, a, a executive level position in the company, and so she's got this big meeting, and of course, they she switches right before, so now her daughter has to do it, and then the. You know, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, the uh, uh, the daughter character is going to be trying to get a scholarship playing soccer. And now all of a sudden the mom has to has no idea how to play soccer and she has to try to, you know, get her daughter the, the scholarship. So it's all, you know, it's the typical stuff, right? Yeah. Everything's right. falling apart. It's actually a pretty good movie. Now it has, like I said, Jennifer Garner in it. Um, it's got Ed Helms. Um, okay. Believe it or not, Mar- uh, Rita Moreno's in it. What? Yeah, what she's in story? it. And uh, she she plays kind of this old uh, fortune teller. She's kind of the okay. she's almost like the female version of you know in a lot of these movies you see, especially around Christmas time. You know, it's like Santa. Like there's always the guy in the white beard that's in the background. He's touching his nose, you know, and yep. things magically happen, you know. But she's like, is that Santa oh. or not Santa? You never they never really say. Uh, Rita Moreno is kind of like the uh, female version of this, although she's playing like this fortune teller. But she's you know. It's funny though the movie takes or this movie does take place during Christmas, but it doesn't really um, it doesn't have that theme necessarily where it's like directly related to Santa Claus or anything. So that's kind of funny. It's just like this fortune teller, yeah, Mar- okay. Rita Moreno played by Rita Moreno. Um, Brady Noon, I don't know this guy. He played the son. Uh, Emma Myers played the daughter. And she is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know her, she's the one that played uh, she played Enid in Wednesday. Uh, she played Wednesday Adams' uh, kind of best friend there when she gets to school, her roommate. Uh, sure. So she plays the... So yeah, so it's actually a really fun movie. I'm going to say this. It's a fun movie. 
Okay. I laughed a lot. I just let go and laughed. I didn't think too hard. It was actually done better, I think, than a lot of these movies. You know, you get a lot of these movies, and we've talked about yeah. it before. You get you get the high high name stars in there to try to bring in eyeballs, and they're just crap. You know, it's like the story's terrible, terrible, and everything else. As far as the 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 switching goes, as far as the characters. Um, you know, switching and stuff. Actually, it wasn't it wasn't a bad script. It was kind of funny. Ed Helms really does a great job in this, I thought. It wasn't mm. too, it was kind of, you know, semi-corny, but it wasn't over-the-top sure. corny. So I, I actually really enjoyed this this movie, to be honest. I mean, I watched it with my family. Okay. The whole family watched it. We, we actually, okay. I was laughing out loud at certain parts. Here's the controversy. So all of a sudden now, people are up in yeah. arms because... It says family switch, and I'm reading from uh, Yahoo Entertainment here. Controversial sure. brother and sister kissing scene explained. So, wow, wow. So here's the deal. So everybody's all upset because of a brother and sister kissing scene. Mm. Well, here, here's how. Let me tell you how it went down. So what okay. what actually happens in this is that, like I said, so the brother and sister are in the mom and the dad's bodies, right? Okay. And there's okay. a part in here where they're kind of, from their friends, they're kind of being forced to kiss. The mom and the dad are being forced to kiss. Nobody knows it's the brother and sister. But it is a freaking to me, it was a freaking hilarious scene. I mean, the reactions on their faces. Uh-huh. You know, Ed Ed Helms does a great job in this scene. He looks like he's gonna throw up. I love it. I mean, it is it is it's pretty hilarious, and it's not like a, a big old, you know, lip-locking, tongue, you know, twisting kiss or anything. It's nothing like that. They're making – so okay. I think they're making way, way, way more out of this thing than needs to be. So, unfortunately, huh. on this one, I'll give Netflix a pass. They're getting a bad rep for this. <laughs> I don't I don't buy this whole, you know, incest controversy thing. This is okay. – to me, it's nonsense. It's, it's, it's a funny movie. It's a harmless little peck kiss thing in okay. this scene, you know, and 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 it's actually in the context of the movie. They're not doing it just to do it. You know what I mean? It it kind of yeah. it 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 kind of yes, they do kind of put them in a in a scenario where they have to do it, but it it's funny. It it makes sense. So I it's fine. I think people are just overreacting. Here's the thing, Eric. Nobody has a problem with Luke and Leia kissing and Empire Strikes Back. Let's give what? Ed and Jennifer some leeway here. Okay? You went there. You went there. I went there. Oh yes, I had to go there. Oh my gosh. But no, but I don't I don't think the family switch had the power of the force though, like uh, Luke and Leia. So maybe that's true. But I'll tell you what: when Leia kissed Luke in that movie, I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts that she gave him a pretty good three minute French <laughs> look right there. Now, obviously, I haven't seen this film, so I don't know what the um, what the uh, the mouth to mouth contact is like. Okay. I was going to say another word that would have come out wrong and sounded wrong. So I don't know what the mouth to mouth contact would be like, but I'll have to take your word for it. Cause you've seen it. Not me. Well, maybe we'll have to do uh we'll have to sit down and uh, maybe for another show, we'll sit down and we'll actually time out the two kissing scenes, Luke and Leia and this one and see which one is longer and then okay. see which, and, and then you, you, yeah, we can go through and rate it. Which one actually has more lip locking action, which one, you know, and then, then and we then, can rate them that way. Yeah, and then while we're at it, we have to rate it on a passion scale too. Oh, there you go. Like, yeah, yeah. Like well, like, like stars. Five five passion stars is full full blooded romantic. 
love you always till the end of my life kiss. Whereas one is just like a slight little peck on the cheek between friends, you know, maybe something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like, well, yeah, I like it. We'll sit down we'll, we'll put out a whole criteria what it has to meet. There you go. Awesome. And Let's we'll do that. Happen. So anyway, right. um, uh, my final thoughts on this, I, I think it's a funny movie. I mean, it is what it is. It's not going to be a, 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 you know, I don't know. What would you say? Not going to be a blockbuster, but, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. It's a fun movie. The incest thing's nonsense. So I, I'd definitely give it, especially if you have Netflix anyway, just give it a watch. Sure. It, it's pretty funny. I, it, it had sure. me laughing out loud quite a few times. So I I, I would definitely, I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd definitely yeah. give it a watch. I'll check it out just for the kissing scene, man. Oh, there you go. now I've got you interested, right? You do. You, you, <laughs> you've reached in and you've you've grabbed me and you've pulled me in, so I'm hooked now. I'll watch it just for that. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, let's let's stay on the Christmas uh, uh, tip here, and and uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got an article from we've got this covered, and yeah. uh, what what is this one here? Th- this one kind of interested uh, piqued my interest, interested me a little bit. What what's the title of this one here, Jason? Yeah, yeah. So the title of this one is 10 Christmas movies that have almost nothing to do with Christmas." Yes, finally, someone what? has heard me. Someone has heard <laughs> my pleas. Preach it from the mountaintop, Eric. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I'm going to let you take lead on this one since you sound so enthused to talk about this in the first place. Well, it's basically, yeah, the, I love I love that they're doing a list that that with these movies that have nothing to do with, with Christmas. This is just because I've always been my argument. Just because a movie takes place during Christmas time does not mean uh-huh. it's a Christmas movie. We, Thank you very much. Yes, we Thank even you. we even have, I don't know if we talked about it before or not, but we have an article where Bruce Willis says that. He says, no, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Sorry, people. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But right. The- Lethal Weapon takes place during Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie? I don't think so. No. Nope. I've never heard it argued as such. Yeah. It's an action film, but it's never been argued as a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yet it takes place during Christmas. Best case in point right there. Yep. So, well, let's get into, uh, let's get into the, uh, the 10 Christmas movies here. Uh, right, let's do it right now. Let's see, do they have them listed by uh I'm looking I don't on my list it doesn't show uh it doesn't show like a countdown like 9 it you know right. 10 9 right. 8 I'm, 7 but it it'll just list yeah. the movies, right? Yeah, I'm looking at the same list you are and I don't see them numbered in any discernible order. They okay. just have them listed. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll just go through the list here. I'll take the first one. It's called uh, Invasion sure. USA. Now this is a Ooh. classic movie with Chuck Norris and he's a gun-wielding <laughs> hero. I'm just reading the description here. Right. Um, right. this 1985 action film uh, which involves special agent Matt Hunter and he's mm-hmm. battling a group of guerrillas. The movie's okay. pivotal shootout takes place in a crowded mall in which people are doing Christmas shopping. And Ooh, it, so, so that that's the that's the whole connection to Christmas time. So Invasion USA, yeah. not a Christmas movie. Right, here we go. <laughs> right, I love it. We're gonna be hitting that button a lot here in the next couple of minutes, Eric. I'll let you take the uh, next one. So the next one is ooh, one of Steven Spielberg's um uh, oldest films. 1941 now this movie obviously was released back in december of 79 and it was plainly intended for the christmas market but spielberg's follow-up to his classic uh, close encounters of the third kind uh actually um uh has kind of sole concession to the festive spirit in the final scenes in which the protagonist nails a christmas wreath to the door to his wrecked house which promptly collapses 
And as a result, the World War II farce met with mixed reviews. Spielberg's next film, of course, which was Raiders of the Lost Ark, fared mm. a little bit better. But so, yeah, even though 1941 has a little bit of glimmer of Christmas in it, yeah, just the title alone should tell you this is not a Christmas movie. Eric, hit the button, please. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I will say, though, I will say, though, 19, <laughs> 1941, I remember watching this in the theater uh, okay. with my dad. He took me to see see this movie. Oh boy. Uh, so let's see. When, it, when did it come out? 79? So I would have been nine, nine years yeah. old. This this movie, I, it is a funny movie, and I do remember, Yeah, and I've seen it since, but I do remember... I even have it on DVD somewhere. Um, I, I do remember it takes place in Hollywood. It's basically L.A. Hollywood. This is when you know during night they're in the forties when the war's going on, and and it's okay. kind of a, a comedy where they think that they're going to be attacked by Japan, and so right, that's right. that's the whole idea. And yes, and and there there are different Christmas decorations and stuff around, so it does take place during that time. Uh, yeah. of the year but yeah it's by no means a christmas movie but it's a great movie yeah. if you guys have never seen it i think it's freaking hilarious you have dan Aykroyd, you've got john belushi yep. in it john belushi yep. uh you've got oh what's a guy's name from animal house i always forget his name um you're not thinking of tom hulse are you no 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 there's another lead actor from uh, uh animal house but anyway oh stephen firth is it stephen firth I think so. I want to say it's Stephen Furry. Anyway, I'd have to look it up. But anyway, it, it does have like kind of at the time it was a star-studded cast. Yeah. Um and it is it is a great yeah, it's it's a great movie. So if you guys have never seen it and you're looking for a good comedy, I would definitely check that one out. Yep. All right, moving on here. We have I've never even heard of this movie. Oh, I think I have though, actually. Sorry, take that back. Okay. It's called Why Him. Um okay. and it's uh, oh. have you seen this yeah. one? I have. My wife and I saw this. It has James Franco, Brian Cranston, and an actress named Zoe Deutsch. Yes. So I have seen this one, Eric. Okay. This is where, yeah. So so Brian Cranston and his wife go with their daughter to meet her her boyfriend, who happens to be James Franco. Mm. And in this movie, he's very crude. He's very crass. He has tattoos over his body, and he clearly does not meet the meet the approval of Brian Cranston or his wife. And it's to me, from what I remember of it, Eric, it was kind of a cross between um, kind of a cross between super bad and meet the um, Fockers. That's what it says. And meet here. the Fockers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And so it's a 2016 comedy. It tells the story of Stephanie, a Stanford student who falls in love with Laird played by James Franco, a wealthy, but exceptionally immature tech bro. And Laird's relationship with Stephanie's parents, as well as his efforts to win over, uh, hello, Brian Cranston yeah. and Zoe Deutsch, who play uh, Stephanie's parents. I wonder if this, this is probably just in that same vein. I mean, you know, Meet yeah. the Fockers were, were big, and, you know, they were probably on their second or third movie at that point. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like it was just kind of one of those ripoff movies, huh? Yeah, it was. And from what I remember of it, Eric, there were a few laughable moments in it, but by and large... It wasn't a movie that made you bust out on the floor laughing. And yeah, I don't why this was even considered a Christmas movie. I don't know. So I'm going to say it again. Button, please. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, the next one here is kind of an interesting choice. Why don't you take this one? But I, I never even yeah. thought this would is a Christmas movie at all. So, but but yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. So this is Batman Returns. And this is the sequel to Tim Burton's original Batman, which came out in 89. 
Well, this one came out, I think, in 92, if I remember yeah, correctly. 92. Came back, yeah, 92. Tim Burton came back to direct it. And this movie does take place during Christmas. They have one particular scene in the movie. It's a tree lighting scene where it looks like Batman throws the ice princess off the roof of the building when in actuality uh, he's framed. He doesn't throw her off, but mm. she falls down, smacks on the uh, the little lever that turns on the oh, Christmas right. lights on the tree. Yeah. And yeah, and then bats come out. But um, <laughs> yeah, even though it takes place during Christmas, it is not a Christmas movie. It's a well-done sequel to Tim Burton's original Batman. But okay, another... I'm not even going to tell you to hit the button. You're going to get uh, a really bad cramp in your finger by doing this all night. Yeah, I, I all think, I think we're going to lose people. We keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It, this is definitely not a Christmas movie. It's definitely a superhero movie. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you who thought it was a Christmas movie, it's not. For those of you who want to make an argument that it's a Christmas movie, shelve the argument. You're going to be wrong. Yeah, you're, you're wrong. That's right. It's not still. <laughs> no, Here, it is I'll, not. I'll take the next one here. Powder Blue. I don't I've okay. never seen this movie. Um, Never heard of it. And that, yeah, I don't even know if I've heard of this thing. And so this is a movie, it says it's Patrick Swayze's final film role before he died in, in 2009. The oh, slow-burning okay. drama depicts an interplay between a group of unrelated uh, Los Angelinos thrown together by chance, uh, mm-hmm. and but the setting is on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So and it says that that yeah it's it, that's more or less uh, incidental. It's just like they just happen to be thrown together during this time. Um, so it doesn't really it's not you know it's not like centered around Christmas Eve and there's these strangers that become right. friends and because right. of Christmas you know or anything. So right. yeah, th- this is another one. It's I guess you could watch it. I'm, I may actually watch it. Amazon Prime. May have watched a little bit of it because I'm just interested interested because it's Patrick Swayze's final role. I didn't even know it was so that. That's kind of interesting to me, but the Christmas movie, yeah. no, I'm not gonna. Okay, I'm not gonna do yeah, that one. Good. What's the next one we got here? The next one on the list is what? How did this make it on here? Look who's talking now. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. This. This is first of all, this is part of a of a franchise, so to speak, if you want to call it that. It's part of a series of comedy movies starring Kirstie Alley and John Travolta. It was the third, uh, uh, third and uh, final installment. It says here, huh? That was yeah, the last third, one. Yeah. Yeah. Third and final installment. And yeah, again, Eric, another good example of a movie that takes place during Christmas, but is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah go on. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing, too. I, I This is like uh, Hollywood always does this. You know, they had one movie. Look who's talking, which was kind of silly and fun at the time. And then yeah. it, it's a little successful. And what do they do? They just got to beat it to death. And they had to make a part two. And then now, you know, this one was the part three. Uh, so yeah, typical, typical Hollywood, but yeah, another one It's Christmas time. No, sorry. Not a Christmas movie. Not going to cut it. Sorry, oh my gosh. Please. I'm looking at the next one here. I have no freaking clue what this is. If anybody uh, knows this one, please, uh, on our social media, tell us about it. But this is called please. await further instructions. Now it says here, the premise of this low, that's the name of it. Actually, believe it okay. or not, that's not what okay. I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not reading my cue cards here. Uh, that's the actual name. The premise of this low-budget horror, a family receive a mysterious and ominous message, ominous message uh, through their television set. Yeah. Uh, doesn't require a Christmas setting to work. So I guess it's during Christmas. Uh, director uh, Johnny Kevorkian, does that name sound familiar to you? Uh, well, I've heard of Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Yeah, not Johnny, Johnny Kevorkian. Kevorkian. <laughs> That's his brother. His brother's a filmmaker. 
Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah, it makes, it makes scary <laughs> movies. It says it delivers right. a blood-splattered scream fest uh, that met with positive reviews when released in 2018. I don't remember this. So it's you can I, actually get it on yeah. Amazon right now if you want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to be relying on the audience for this one because you're right. I've never heard of this one either. I have no idea, no idea. <laughs> oh, this will nope. be, be fun. What's the next one? Next one we have on the list is Ghostbusters 2. Okay, yeah. Um, as the description, yeah. You can tell how how flabbergasted I am by this movie being on the list because, as it says here in the description, uh, the Christmas setting is largely incidental. Eric, this movie came out in the box office in July, for crying out loud. Wow. Why is this movie on this list? Well, first of all, I understand why it's on the list. Again, the list says 10 movies that uh, aren't had nothing to do with Christmas. I get it. But, I mean... Still, this movie has so much not to do with Christmas that it shouldn't even be on this list at all. So, yeah, I, I don't I'm, even I'm I don't even remember it being Christmas time during this movie. The only thing I remember no. is that baby flying around in a carriage around New York. That was <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then, well, I also remember that great scene where they uh, they were able to get the Statue of Liberty to walk by pulling oh. that ooze at the base of the statue and playing Jackie Wilson's "Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher." That's and higher. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah oh. so anyway yeah they're right nothing to do with christmas moving right. on here iron man <laughs> three what Aha. okay well okay look in all fairness all right you can make an argument for iron man three being a christmas movie because there's even a scene where robert downey jr is working in his shop down there underneath his mansion and he says to jarvis jarvis drop my needle and he dropping the needle is in reference to playing a record of some Christmas tunes. Ah. And yeah, there's it, it's a Christmas feel to it. It takes place during, but no, I still, even though you can make an argument for it being a Christmas movie, it definitely didn't bring out the festive spirit in me when I saw it. Well, I'll tell so, you this: this is probably yeah. the the closest one to a Christmas movie so far. Because now, let's see, this is the one where Downey ends up in like some small little town, right? And then he's trying, yes. and he's trying to rebuild. He ends up in the shop, and this young boy yeah. finds him in there, and that's kind yeah. of a Christmas thing, right? So, in other words, the boy's lost hope. I think he's lost his father, and yeah. Downey's in there, and he helps him. Doesn't he help him rebuild the car or something that's in there? Um, he helps him rebuild um, the, one or, of his suits. So that, but, but there's also go- like a classic car that I think uh, Stark yes. rebuilds for the son or something because that was like the project that that this boy and his dad were doing or his dad loved the cars or some. So it was kind of yeah. a Christmassy in that way, right? There was like a that whole present thing in the end, right? Where, so, yeah, okay, well, yeah. Well, there was also the uh, the bar scene there in that town in Tennessee where he's going trying to figure out about that that terrorist group called the. Um, uh, the 10 rings and uh, yeah, he's trying to answer some questions about some of these soldiers who were used as, um, destructive pawns by the 10 rings to create their acts of terrorism. And there's that big scene in the bar where he's, he's fighting a couple of them. And then you see like the whole town's decorated for Christmas. They have a big tree in the center of town and there's lights strung up mm. along the traffic lights. Oh so, yeah. 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 Again, I mean, a nice little homage to Christmas, but yeah, not a full-fledged Christmas film per se. I think Robert Downey Jr. did, uh, or the character Tony Stark did have a Santa hat on, though. So that's that's pretty he good. He did, yeah. So that yeah, that's like I did. said, the closest one so far. The closest one so far. Now this, now listen, Jason. This is yes. the last one on the list coming up, I think, and this okay. one is going to prove it all. 
<clears throat> for me on this list and to the public it should prove it all as well what is okay. this movie <clears throat> take it away the number one movie on the list of 10 movies that have almost absolutely nothing to do with christmas is eric drum roll die hard yeah i should do the drum roll oh. <laughs> yeah thank you for hitting the drum button i appreciate it yes so now, this movie has been hotly debated over the last several years about whether it is not a Christmas movie. And, Eric, there has been so much back and forth, so much he, sh he said, she said, that if these arguments were a conjoined relationship, there would have been myriad divorces by now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the director who's come out and said it's a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis came out and said it's a Christmas movie. No, he said uh, it's not a Christmas movie, movie, right? When he just backtracked and said, oh, no, 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 it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, okay, it's okay. Been, yeah, it, it's been made fun of by Saturday Night Live. It's been made fun of by comedians and pundits. And so, yeah, Eric, again, it, I personally, me, look, if the director says it is a Christmas movie, then I'm willing to go with what the director says. I will defer to him. Okay. But, that it appears on this list lets you know that that hotly debated topic of whether or not Die Hard is a true holiday movie shows just how concerned we are about the importance of this film because this is one of the great action films ever made. Mm -hmm. we, we already know it's a great action film. I myself believe, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, I do believe that it is a holiday film. I will say that right now. So does okay. it belong on this list? You can make an argument for it being on there. But you can also make a bigger argument for it being on a list of 10 movies that deserve to be on a Christmas list. Now, let me ask you this. Wasn't Die Hard 2, that was also during Christmas time, wasn't it? It was. And yet no one argues that about that movie being a Christmas That movie. one's not on the list. Now, you, I think you mentioned no. it before. Lethal Weapon. Yes. That's not yep. on the list, right? Lethal Weapon's not on the list. And that, Another... has, that has probably maybe almost <laughs> as much Christmas in it as Die Hard, I think, in the actual film. It does. Yeah. It does. One of the best scenes in that movie comes towards the end where Gary Busey's character, Mr. Joshua, is there, shoots up their house with that M16, and a couple of minutes after he's in there, that police car rams right through the living room and crashes over the Christmas tree. Ah, That's there you not go. Ho, 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 hum, holiday spirit. I don't know what is it. Well, let me ask you this. If yeah. I, I, there would be, for me, there would be no debate if one thing happened in yeah. this movie, but it did not, which seals the deal that it's not that? a Christmas movie. What's that? That is the famous line if it was a Christmas movie, he would have said, yeah. Merry Christmas, mother blank. <laughs> Instead, he said, yippee Kaye, yippee -kaye. right? So, yeah, so that to me seals the deal. Why did he not say Merry Christmas, you know, instead of uh, saying yippee Kaye? What do you think? Okay, well, okay, yeah, I I'm going to counter that argument by saying this, okay? Okay. What about that scene where he kills Carl's brother, puts him in the elevator, and then writes on his sweatshirt, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, good point. Okay. Good point. There you go. All right. All right. Another, oh. another, there you go. Another argument for him, for it to be made. The for controversy. The controversy still lives. It does. Oh, it still it's lives. It's never going to die out. <laughs> 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 it's never going to die hard. Oh, good one. Good one. All Hit right. Hit the drum button for me, please. Which one do you want? The drum button, please. 
All right. Well, hey, uh, you know, that's going to wrap up the list. Can you believe it? That's oh, it. my God. We, we, we need to be on a list of 10 movies not to discuss on a Christmas <laughs> list anymore. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to be doing a lot of Christmas here uh, because it yep. is the season, right? It is the season. It is the so. season. Yep. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you can, please give us a review, a thumbs up, or five stars. It helps the show. And yep. uh, we will catch you all in the next one. Yep. Until we meet again, ho, 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 and happy holidays. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.